You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal, catching up on everything going on in BYU sports news. High praise for BYU's offensive line from one national publication we'll talk about. We'll also continue our rundown of the all-decade team for BYU football. We're talking about the returner, the top returner in terms of punt returns, kick returns, of the decade for the 2010s for BYU football, as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A big win for women's gymnastics as they opened their season in fine style last night at the Marriott Center. Locked On Cougars is proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network. You can check us out everywhere podcasts are to be found. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it started. This is Locked On Cougars for January 7th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Check us out. Please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode as we are your daily source for all things BYU news. Aiming to be your one-stop shop for everything BYU you need to hear each and every day and keep you up to date on everything going on with BYU. All right, starting things off today. First off, how's your New Year's resolutions going? Uh, Mine are off to, I guess, a decent start. I built a bike last night, an exercise bike my wife had asked for, and we built that, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, It took a little bit longer than I thought, but I'm glad it's installed and ready to go, and we'll see what happens. But hopefully, you guys' New Year's resolutions are off to a great start, whatever you resolve to do, and you're hopefully having a great New Year. We're about a week into it, and it's that time of year where you really kind of say, okay, what do I want to change in this coming year? And hopefully you guys stick to them longer than I stick to them because I struggle sticking to my New Year's resolutions. I'll absolutely acknowledge that. Uh, reading up on some BYU news yesterday, this coming out from Pro Football Focus, uh, BYU football has an elite unit on their football program that I think a lot of people are a little bit down on that maybe need to be a little more upbeat about. And I'm speaking of the BYU offensive line. And Pro Football Focus is an interesting website. Any of you that pay attention to PFF understand that they have proprietary algorithms where they analyze individual players every play from every game, and they come out with grades of how those players are performing. Uh, For example, yesterday, another one coming out from Pro Football Focus was how good Austin Lee has been in his BYU career, and you'll hear about Austin Lee coming up here in a few days. He's going to be one of the top players on the all-decade team for BYU football. I can acknowledge that right now for you guys we'll talk about it more in depth but according to pff last year's overall grade for austin lee was in 84.6 the ranks among all fbs safeties minimum of 300 snaps played that's 15th overall his coverage grade was an 88.4 which is 16th pass rating when targeted was 56.5 which is 37th among all fbs safeties yards after the catch allowed 25 which is seventh and then the biggest thing is tds allowed 
allowed by Austin Lee this year. Zero. Tied for first. So Austin Lee, a very elite prospect. Cam Meller, who does a great job covering the college arm of Pro Football Focus, had this out for Austin Lee yesterday. And another article came out yesterday from Pro Football Focus talking about offensive lines. The definitive ranking for all 130 FBS teams. Cam Miller also doing this article. And Oregon led the way in football this past year. And of course, Panay Sewell, the former Desert Hills star here in the state of Utah, leading the way for the Oregon Ducks, the Rose Bowl champions. They were the top offensive line unit in the country. Well, as you read on this, and you probably, if you had a chance to see it on social media, I tweeted it out at Jacob C. Hatch as my Twitter feed. Number 12 on that list is the BYU Cougars, uh, led by the highest-graded player, which, by the way, uh, Cam Miller had it, Brady Christiansen, and it's still that way. I'm just looking it up right now. He was the highest-graded player for BYU on the list at 86.9, at 12th in his own right. And this is what Cam Miller had to say about BYU's offensive line this season. BYU's offense had to weave its way through multiple quarterbacks this year, but their offensive line never wavered. Led by Christiansen, or... Christensen, as it should be, a star in the making. Their starting left tackle ranked fifth in pass blocking grade among all tackles this year. I think a lot of people saw that and said BYU 12th rated offensive line in the country. And I have to say, guys, I... I really enjoyed watching BYU's offensive line play. I know they didn't necessarily live up to the expectations being the quote-unquote tip of the spear as Jeff Grimes wants them to be. But in watching them this past year deal with multiple injuries along the unit, speaking of guys uh, like uh, Tristan Hodge, Kiefer Longson, as well as guys like Harris Lachance getting dinged up, Thomas Schof being lost to injury, With all of the movement, all of the shuffling going on for BYU along their offensive line, I think that just watching BYU's offensive line perform, they did about as well as one could expect with all of the shuffling they had to do this past season. Can they be better? Absolutely. And with another year of seasoning, and they're only expected to lose Thomas Schof, who is a senior this past year and graduating, they should be all the better this coming season uh, in 2020 and should be another strength for the BYU offense going forward. I feel like watching BYU's offensive line, they showed flashes of how dominant they could be in some of the bigger wins on BYU's schedule this past year. Think of USC, Tennessee, uh, some of those big wins this year. Boise State, also I thought Boise State actually might have been the most impressive performance by the offensive line, thinking back on it off the top of my head. But the nice part is now you look forward and you can say, okay, this unit, if they can get consistent quarterback play and running backs to stay healthy behind them, it could be a different type year for the Cougars going into 2020. I've said this before on the podcast recently that I'm really bullish on BYU's chances next year despite it being might despite it being potentially the toughest uh, schedule BYU's had in their football history particularly as an FBS independent but I think this program the BYU football program finally is making that turn towards being okay this is a majority upperclassmen team and they should benefit from that as they move forward on into the 2020 season and I like the praise coming from Cam Miller and Pro 
pro football focus with BYU being the 12th ranked offensive line in the country and if that's the case if they're number 12 right now after the 2019 season there's no reason they can't be a top 10 unit going into 2020 and of course we'll be covering it for you all off season long as we get you ready for the upcoming season but very high praise coming from pro football focus and I very much think it's deserved for BYU's offensive line despite them not maybe living up to the expectations that some BYU fans had going in to the 2019 season when they were talked up extensively by their offensive coordinator as well as other coaches on the BYU coaching staff. So there you go. Some of the news and notes around the BYU football program. High praise for BYU's offensive line and this is just my take. I think it's deserved and I think it shows that you should be very excited for this unit going into 2020 because it was just with another year of development working together, spring ball, off-season workouts, weightlifting, etc. They should be all the better going into 2020 and that should provide a boon for BYU's offense as they face off against what appears to be a pretty strong schedule going into next season. All right, we'll switch gears here and flip our attention to the BYU all-decade team. We started off yesterday honoring Riley Stevenson. I have to actually make an edit to my uh, comments about Riley Stevenson yesterday. I failed to note this, but he was a second-team AP All-American his senior year for BYU. So thanks to you guys who pointed that out to me on social media yesterday. I appreciate you guys letting me know. And please feel free to follow the show anytime on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. As I mentioned just a little bit ago, my personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And if you always, if you want to weigh in with the show as well, if you'd like to advertise with us, learn more about advertising with Locked On Cougars, weigh in with your opinion, drop us a note, etc. You can do so via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys and get your thoughts here on the podcast. All right, guys, yesterday we honored our punter for the all-decade team, Riley Stevenson. It was pretty much a no-brainer, I felt like. And today I wanted to turn our attention to BYU's all-decade returner for the 2010s. And we're going to go with Adam Hine today. And that might be a name that's a blast from the past for some of you. He played for BYU from 2011 to 2015. He was a member of BYU as an all-state first team and three-year letter winner from Snow Canyon High School in southern Utah. He lettered all four years at BYU while playing a total of 36 games. Officially listed as a running back on BYU's roster, but he became throughout his career a return specialist for BYU. He tallied 704 rushing yards during his career over four years. That kind of shows you, okay, yeah, didn't have a lot of stats on the offensive side of things, but in special teams, that's where he excelled. Uh, He led the team with 31 kickoff returns for 843 yards as a sophomore. During his junior season in 2013, he helped BYU achieve a number 11 national ranking for kickoff returns during 2013 and returned a kickoff for a touchdown against Virginia in 2014. He now received many all-independent honors for offense and special teams during his career. I think that Hine is a guy that BYU fans might have forgotten. You're probably wondering why I didn't pick Aleva Hefo as the returner. We're going to get to Hefo here in a couple of days because he fits into another spot, I felt like, overall. But Adam Hine is a guy who, when you saw him on the field, and he had some plays that would have been bigger plays had they not been called back due to injuries. I can remember one, if I'm not mistaken. It was an absolute phantom, I believe, blocking the back call, maybe a holding call on what appeared to be a kickoff return for a touchdown. And I was a astounded that it was that the call was made but leave it to um 
college officials to take that away from a young man. But I look at Adam Hine, and he is a kid that in his career, I think, had all of the tools to be an elite kick returner slash punt returner, especially a kick returner. And evidence of that was the fact that he owns the state high school record for the high jump at seven feet two inches. I'm still stunned that he never did that in college because you think with the training he gets in the college ranks, I know that he probably gained weight playing running back at BYU, etc. But a guy that could jump over seven feet in the high jump. That's an elite athlete, and I'm surprised he didn't participate more in track and field as a BYU student athlete, but he used that athleticism, especially in the kick return game for BYU, and as such, he is the the all-decade honoree here on Locked On Cougars as our special teams returner for the decade. Like I said, Adam Hine playing from 2011 to 2015. I think an elite athlete. And a guy that you look back on, yeah, I think anybody who remembers Adam Hine in a BYU uniform just remembers him. Okay, all of the uh, crazy runbacks he had, a fearless guy when he was on the field, didn't necessarily participate a lot on offense. Like I said, a career total of 704 year, 704 yards rushing in his career. But when he was on the field on special teams, you never quite knew what was going to happen. It almost feels um, cheapened that he only had the one kick return in his entire career for a touchdown against Virginia, but that's what happens sometimes. Like I said, I, I vividly remember, and I may be making this up in my head, but I could have sworn that Adam Hine had at least one kick return pulled back due to a penalty, and just watching the replay of that play, it just felt like, okay, there was a phantom call there by the official. They thought that they saw something that obviously didn't exist. So this is a lot of fun to do, by the way, guys. Um, Counting down or running down the all-decade team, doing research on all of the top players in BYU uniform. I truly enjoy doing it because it makes me look back on a decade that was for BYU as an independent as a, in a football program. Probably going to get to an all-decade team in BYU basketball at some point here as well. Them in the West Coast Conference. It makes you go back and think, man, a lot has changed in the last 10 years just because of all of this, all the players who come through in BYU uniforms. It's the nature of college sports. In, in the pro game, this past week, we saw Tom Brady potentially throw his last pass for the New England Patriots, a pick six, and their loss to the Tennessee Titans. Well, think about this way, guys. Tom Brady's been a pro football player for the New England Patriots for 20 years. In college, at BYU, at most, you get these student-athletes for five years, and that's the thing about it. You just look at it and you say, okay, a lot changes over the time. So just running down real quick, Adam Hine, some of the honors that he got uh, from during his career. Named to the 2013 Phil Still All-Independent First Team as a kick returner. Named the 2013 College Sports Madness All-Independent First Team as a kick returner. Named to the 2014 College Sports Madness All-Independent First Team. Named to the 2014 Phil Still Mid-Season All-Independent Team. Named the 2014 Phil Still All-Independent First Team as a kick returner. Named to the 2015 Phil Still All-Independent Second Team on offense. And then named to the 2015 Phil Still Preseason All-Independent First Team on special teams. Adam Hine, a guy who I really enjoyed watching in a BYU uniform, best known for his returning his returner skills, and that's why he is being named as our returner on the all-decade team for BYU football as we continue to count you down. Some of you also pointed out on social media yesterday, there are going to be about 26 players in this rundown for BYU, not just 22. We're new specialists as well as players, all 11 on offense, all 11 on, on defense, and 
I'm looking forward uh, to doing this. It's going to be a fun rundown this month. We're kind of running probably into early February if I really think about it as well. But excited to run this down. But congrats to both Riley Stevenson as well as Adam Hine on their being part of the all-decade team right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here in just a moment. Need to recap something I forgot to do yesterday. Former Cougars in the pro ranks, especially in the NFL playoffs. Taysom Hill showing out in a big way. I failed to note that on yesterday's podcast. We'll run down all of that for you guys next. Before we do that, though, a plea for you guys or a request for you guys, wherever you're listening to this podcast on, whichever podcast provider you're listening on, please subscribe. But more importantly, please give us a good rating and review. The five-star reviews, the star reviews on those podcatchers are worth their weight in podcast gold. They get the algorithms that these podcast providers use in terms of promoting podcasts to pay attention to us and build our podcast audience. Like I said, we've had a very strong year in 2019 with Locked On Cougars, but looking to make 2020 even bigger and appreciate your guys' support in advance, helping us build this audience. Word of mouth goes a long way, but doing the ratings and reviews on the face on the, uh, Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher, the Spotify, wherever you're listening to us on, making sure that you rate and review this podcast is a big part of it, and I appreciate you guys doing that in advance. All right, guys, as we catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, let's start off with former Cougars and the pros. I apologize I didn't do this on yesterday's podcast. I ran out of time and forgot to do it, honestly, and I really thought I'm like, you're an idiot. Of course, the NFL, a lot of times we do it on Tuesdays when we recap NFL players, uh, former Cougars in the NFL ranks, etc. But with the NFL playoffs, they're done by Sunday afternoon. So let's run down everything that happened in BYU with former Cougars in the pros. Let's start off with the players who had a bye this past weekend. Jamal Williams, a running back for the Green Bay Packers. They had the number two seed in the NFC. They'll be facing off against the Seattle Seahawks and Ziggy Ansah this coming Sunday. Uh, Ziggy and the Seahawks advanced to the next round, the divisional round of the playoffs with their 17-19 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Ansaw had one tackle and a quarterback hit before leaving that game with a neck injury. He was ruled out. We'll see how serious it is if he's able to go this week against Jamal Williams and the Packers later on in the week. We'll make sure to update you on that. Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers had a first round bye after claiming the number one seed in the NFC. They'll be facing off against the Minnesota Vikings this coming Saturday. And then also Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a first round by in the AFC playoffs after claiming the number two overall seed. They'll be taking on the Houston Texans Sunday afternoon. Other players who were in action this past weekend, Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots saw their season come to an end with a 20-13 loss to the Tennessee Titans in the wild card round. Van Noy had a good game once again, five tackles, one sack, and a forced fumble in the loss, but crazy season overall for the for the. Uh, if not the Pelicans. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the Utah Jazz all of a sudden from last night. But the New England Patriots had a really interesting season. Got off to a really strong start. Had a strong middle to the season. But down the stretch, absolutely faltered. And we'll see what happens with with New England in the upcoming offseason. A guy like Van Noy, he's a free agent this offseason. Will he get re-signed by the Patriots? Will another team swoop in and sign him? We're about to find out. And obviously there's a lot of talk around Bill Belichick and his relationship with Tom Brady. Could Tom Brady take 
take off. It will be interesting to see what happens with the Patriots, but their season is officially over and early, especially uh, surprisingly so, losing in the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. Taysom Hill, though, the big star from BYU uh, in terms of former Cougars in the NFL this past weekend, had an incredible performance despite the Saints' 26-20 loss in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings. He was one of one passing for 50 yards, carried the ball four times for 50 yards, and hauled in two catches for 25 yards and one touchdown, giving him seven on the season. More than uh, players like Odell Beckham Jr. on the season, speaking of Taysom Hill. Pretty impressive season overall for Taysom Hill. And the first player in NFL history to have 50 passing yards 50 rushing yards and at least 25 receiving yards in the same game. So just a standout performance. Social media went nuts because Taysom Hill seemingly was keeping the Saints alive in this game. They ended up losing in overtime. He will be a restricted free agent this offseason. Some talk that he could command upwards of $8 million this year after making just over 600000 this past season. Taysom Hill is one of the feel-good stories if you're a former BYU, uh, not former BYU, even if you're a BYU fan watching a former Cougar really make it after suffering all kinds of season-ending injuries, uh, speaking of Taysom Hill. So cool to see Taysom living out his dream in the NFL, and here's hoping that he continues to have the type of career that he envisioned for himself when he made the jump to the NFL after a very much an injury-filled uh career in a BYU uniform. All right, switching gears, talking things on campus at BYU. Big time win for number 23 BYU Women's Gymnastics. They beat number 15 Nebraska 195.750 to 195.6, so winning just by a razor-thin margin. It's their first win uh, over Nebraska since 1998 with that win last night at the Marriott Center. Guard Young in the release from BYU after the game said, our routines are practiced over and over again, but you just never know what is going to happen when you dial down and get in front of the lights and cameras. We practiced in the Smith Fieldhouse, and this is the first time some of the freshmen have been in the Marriott Center. It was not a perfect day for the Cougars, but I liked how we responded. The future looks bright for us this season. Going into the final routine of the meet, the teams were tied at 195.600. The Cougars needed higher than a 9.725 on their final routine. Junior Abby Miner helped anchor BYU on the floor routine and finished with a score of 9.875, helping BYU win with a 195.750 score. Miner won the all-around with a career high of 39.325, so congratulations to Abby Miner on that victory and BYU as a whole with the win over Nebraska. A fun event coming up this weekend will feature all four in-state NCAA gymnastics teams. Uh, Of course, the powerhouse in the University of Utah, Utah State, and Southern Utah will all be in action along with BYU at the Rio Tinto Best of Utah NCAA Gymnastics Meet at the Maverick Center in West Valley City. Should be a fun event. That'll be Saturday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Check it out, guys. It's the first of its kind event, and you can go out and enjoy that at the Maverick Center if you so desire this coming weekend. One other note for you before we go today is that BYU men's volleyball fresh off their sweep over the weekend with wins over Lewis and Loyola Chicago. They swept the MPSF Player of the Week honors. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez was the MPSF 
Five Offensive Player of the Week. Absolutely a phenomenal week. Like I said, had six aces in the win over Lewis on Saturday, including four in a row to win a set for BYU. And then Davide Gardini was the MPSF Defensive Player of the Year and also um, off the block outside hitter of the week, while Gabby Garcia Fernandez got off the block opposite of the week. So big time honors for BYU Volleyball. They're in action this weekend with a home setup against uh, back-to-back home matches set up against Penn State this coming Saturday night and Friday night in the Smithfield House. So a lot of BYU sports you can go support this weekend at home along the Wasatch Front. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Got a lot to cover throughout the rest of the week, getting you ready for a big showdown in BYU basketball against St. Mary's. We'll break that down, continue our rundown of the all-decade team for BYU football. So stay with us each and every day here on Locked On Cougars. And thanks again for joining us. Enjoy whatever's left of your Tuesday. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 7th, 2020.